Friend, I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and weighs champagne tickles my nose. And I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with more. 
YT. That's the name of the podcast, the Twitter account, the YouTube account. I don't know. Just type it in your search engine. It stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. You called it the name of the podcast. It's the anachronism. Well, we want people to type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T so they can find it on iTunes. Correct. Simple, easy uh, peasy. Carl, I'm really excited. We have none other than the Countdown King, Paul Brumbaugh. Hi, Paul. Hey, Mike. Hey, Carl. How are you guys? Bonjour. Bonjour. I hope your COVID's going great. And from the sounds of it, I could hear you wearing your mask right now. That's very good. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. While I'm washing my hands. Happy Corona. Yeah. Now, Mike, I think you should do our first commercial. Well, we are sponsored by Mutiny Radio. Dot FM, where we stream live every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We follow a show on noon called The Edge of Insanity, hosted by Paul Brumbaugh. Paul? Who's with us? Well, who's with us? So if you're listening to Paul's show live, you you get to hear Paul again. Right. In theory. Right, Paul? Right, Paul? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so excited to hear my voice not once but twice. <laughs> Yeah, we can do that every Sunday. MutinyRadio.fm uh, has a great lineup, and all the shows are on podcast. If you go to that website, it'll take you to tcrcollective.org. And from there, there is a podcast archive, and you can hear all of Paul's show, The Edge of Insanity, all of Carl and myself's show, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And all we ask is go to Venmo and donate to the station at Mutiny Radio. Or you want to be a big man? Go to GoFundMe, type in Mutiny Radio in the search, and fucking fund this new fundraiser. Uh, we need to raise $5,000 uh, by September. So, you know, let's do it. Anyway, that's that's our ad. Anything else, Carl? That sure, is right? our ad. You know, you can go to MutinyRadio.fm and hit the donate button. You could go to Venmo. Venmo. Just do it. Yeah, do, uh, do it. Do it right now. <laughs> or let us go fund me. So. We are going to let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie we are watching? Okay, today we are watching Cyborg 2087. Cyborg 2087. So if you put C-Y-B-O-R-G 2087 and then 1966, you'll find it. And the channel we like is Chaz D. Now, Chaz is so cool, he's got two Zs, C-H-A-Z-Z, and then just the letter D. It's just Chaz in it. <laughs> All right. So that's simple enough. What a simple, uh, plain, basic show tonight. Cyborg 2087, uh, parentheses 1966, hosted by Chaz D. <laughs> so Chaz D. Chaz D. And uh, we want you to click the link. You know how YouTube works. Hit pause, move the slider to the left so it says zero, zero, zero. All right? All right. Paul? Would you do it? Hey, you know what? I I I think I know who Chaz D is. Really? You know that's his DJ. That's his DJ name. That's Charles Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that explains a lot about uh, the movie tonight, I guess, and what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could definitely yeah. tell right. the from 1966. There you go. Well, yeah, oh, this movie is from 1966, although it takes place, I guess, from the title, we'll have to find out, in 2087. 
Well, the cyborg is from 2087, and he goes back to 1966 to get shit straight. So let's do it. Okay, let's I thought the movie was... do the descending numerals guy, the count of counting. Go ahead. Your intro, uh, Mike. Oh, oh, my intro. Okay, well, I, I just have the pleasure. Will you please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the countdown king himself, the maestro of descending numerals, Mr. Sunday Afternoon, Carl's Man Crush, <laughs> Mr. Watchman with the Clock. Will you please give it up for the countdown kickoff, Paul Brumbach. Thank you very much, Mr. Houston. I've got a problem. All right, here we go, folks. Let's do this in true COVID style. Put your little little digit. We say the digit right over that triangle, and let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. Explosions up front. I'm excited. Cool. Wow, fireworks! I always getting feel. my money's worth. Ooh, yeah, that's right. I remember going out and seeing fireworks. Don't let people fool you. It sucks. Look at that modern city. Jesus, how much money did they spend on this film? Wow, yeah, they must have paid the painter a lot. Look, it looks like in the future Unless they was... finally discovered the triangle. <laughs> right, they built a lot of buildings using triangles in the future. Oh, look, there's the Jetsons. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what I was going to think. Is that the Jetsons? Oh, his his uh, daughter, Judy. Jane, uh, Jane, his wife? Jane, his wife, Chubby Johnson. Daughter of Judy. Wow! Anyone? Uh, ding, Troy Meltdown. Ding ding. Bah. A lot of, lot of all stars. A lot of people in the future. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Anyone I know. The population the really like, explodes. I mean, you have Ted Ryan and Joanne Gaylord <laughs> on one billing, right? Yeah. Ah. Man, the future, it looks like everyone's still sheltering in place in the future. No one's outside. That's right. It's not a very animated city. I guess they don't need airplanes. Oh, yeah. Why need airplanes when you stay inside? I always wonder about flying cars, like in the Jetsons or Back to the Future 2. Wouldn't they hit each other? Right. Stay in your yeah. lane. I know. But if you had a garage, like you see that uh, apartment on the left-hand side, it looks like they all have garages on each floor. So could yeah. the cars fly out? That's a two-hovercraft garage. Uh, Franklin uh, Drayon. <gasps> all right, let's see some animation. Let's right. see some movement. Now, this claims, the year is. It claims the year 2087, but if you look at that technology, it's, tw it's 1966. You know, this could be a parallel universe, Carl. Did you think of that? The cyborg might be from an adjacent universe. Correct. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, that is the cyborg, believe it or not. That ugly potato sack? Yes. Look at that. The potato head is handsome. Right. <laughs> now he's getting in the suppository, oh. and he's going to twirl around like a globy thing. As if it's Did they talk to Orc? Right. See the. Does he the talk to uh, Orc? Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's the on light. The one on the right would go on to do MASH. 
with the guy with the uh, suspenders? No, that guy's nobody. Look at the suspenders, man. 2087 <laughs> silence. I wear suspenders to keep my pants down. That's how horny I am. <laughs> uh, she's a uh, oh, wear... fish on Flash. And she was in the Night Strangler and Scream of the Wolf. and Oh, she's a counter. Cool. All right, here we go. If Paul's still here, uh, don't get jealous. Uh, he, he dumped, he dumped. Oh, oh, under right. arrest! Something's gone wrong and Klaatu knows it. Oh! His name is Klaatu? Oh, look at she's deviant. I'm gonna right. send it. Oh! So pleased. Yeah. I did it. I turned the nozzle or uh, moved the lever. I don't even know how to... Whatever we do in the future. With the Star Trek sound. Oh, now we're at the Old West? Yeah, you... you'll see in a minute. By the way, the voice on the computer... Oh, I think it's the Star Trek... Oh, yeah. there it is. Oh, he showed up in a Western set. Yeah. This is great. We could shoot another movie while we shoot this movie. He's on the Paramount lot. Listen to this voice. It sounds to me like Star Trek. Oh, well, it has to be. It's 1966, Carl. I mean, I'm sure, like, some nerd said, well, let's just see what's on channel NBC. Right. This is the year that Star Trek launched, and there's a lot of Star Trek connections. And Ascot. <laughs> you got to cover that neck. You don't want to show it. Does he have a cyborg neck, like his in machinery? He's Tell me, Carl. He's got some cyborg. You'll see when they get there. Just like the Terminator, he reveals his parts, right? But they look so cheap. Yeah. Listen, if I was a uh, cyborg, I would request that when I die, I would be cremated. So I would, my toxins would pollute the air. Because <laughs> the machinery would like snap over. <laughs> right. You're a Terminator. Like, the six. Yeah. If I was a six million dollar man, I'd be like, listen, cremate me. I don't want you to salvage my fucking parts. But you spend six million, we're done. There's It'll be fun. Terminator 3. Oh, you know, there's Terminator Dark Fate, which I have no, you know, I haven't seen yet. I haven't gone to pirateamovie.com like you to watch a movie. That's exactly right, Mike. That is exactly what I did. You're right about that. Pirateamovie.com. Well, it's I. The Universal Studios it, Tour, sorry. <laughs> I won't say the name of the site because you get very upset like you're the Justice League. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need the pirate movies. They're on YouTube. There's a company uh, letting us live. That's exactly right. Okay, now the it's movie legal. is going to make its first fuck up, I think. Like, he's in the wrong place, clearly. Do you think? Oh, so he wanted 1950. So he's like in the Old West instead of right. 1966. You know what they called it back then? West. The West? Yeah. <laughs> well, the pretty new West. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going? I'm going to New West. They changed that slogan years ago. It used to be, go New West, young man. Infant, go New West, young uh, embryo. And then by the time he became a young man, it was... Really? 
the new Edison. Like uh, New Hampshire. Oh, man. This... New... Did you know that New Jersey was established 1669? That's not exactly so new anymore. Well, have you been to Jersey? Look at this place. I gave this place a Airbnb two stars. Right. I gave this a one star rating on Yelp. Okay. Here's the first fuck well, up I, movie. He sees the calendar. Okay. 1906. This is when I think he should freak out like I'm in the wrong place, the wrong time. But his memory is in the right place. I just think it would have been a great little moment in the film if he yeah i see what you're saying he flipped if he flipped that but it seems like he, he comes across yes your mash lady <laughs> put the dial in the wrong year instead of 1960 it was That's 1906 right. 1906 mash lady. now this guy here is chubby <laughs> let's play you his audio Younger generation. <laughs> I love that beard. Yeah. So this guy is Chubby Johnson, and he, like, appeared beside Slim Pickens and, uh, I don't know this guy, Gin Big Boy Williams. But the point is, he was one of them. Like, so, well, in Tarnation, you know, character actor guy. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He was in. This is a quick day of shooting. Yeah. Oh, was he really? Yeah, and you know, support your local sheriff with James Garner. He was in that. So he just kind of they called him at the lot and said, "Can you go to yeah. the set and and talk to a cyborg?" Yeah, All yeah. right. Well, now look, you see the German Shepherd and you see the red Jeep, right? Yeah. At the end of Terminator. Uh -huh. Sarah Connor is at the gas station in a red Jeep with a German Shepherd. That's no coincidence. Well, Listen, I don't know. This is all weird. time travel stuff. It was a coincidence of a time traveling killer robot and a, and a dog and a red Jeep. Right. Okay, so right now we have one of those fake, fake growling, I'm ferocious, when you could tell the dog is a puppy dog. Do you think it's like uh, the Wolhelm screams, but they have like a Wolhelm right. scream for dogs? <laughs> Every time you do that, Frank Welker gets a paycheck. Do you remember Benji uh, did that voiceover? Uh, what, that was in the book you read, the um, Hollywood Dogs That Drink. Benji was the one that did the the Wil Wilhelm growl voiceover. Yeah, right, and no royalties too. And you would not when you're at the Famosa Club. Finosa Bar on Sunset, you just don't bring it up. <laughs> You'll freak out. In Hollywood. Now, in you, Hollywood. See, you see how Chubby's got a gun, right? Yeah. Okay. He's been carrying that gun all, all day. Now, look, they hear oh. somebody, right? The dog is hurt, but it's not obviously from somebody. Now, look, he pulls out a freaking gun. The guy's got a gun in his pocket. It's 1910. It, it's not. It's nineteen. Although that hat. They didn't come in in a horse. It was it a jeep. Oh, wait a minute. So you're saying that he showed up in a prop house in 2006? Oh, no, the house is that old? He, yes, this whole town is a ghost town. 
So it's 60 years 60 old. 60 year old ghost town. Right. That's a. I can't conceive of that idea. <laughs> well, it happens. Nobody's touched night. the property in 60 years. Okay. Now here's my question: Why in the world do they want to kill some hobo? They want him out of the ghost town. For what? You can have a ghost town if people are squatting in your ghost town. Now watch him zap him. Now you see there's no ray that comes out of his gun. You see that? Yeah. But later we'll get rays. Why did he... Well, it just started. Maybe it has an ionized on Earth. Right. What yeah. I don't get is the guy, that guy didn't even draw. He didn't point <laughs> his gun at him. He shot first. Yeah, I know. Can I get an ionized charge? My ray gun is really low. <laughs> so look what Klaatu does, this son of a bitch. He steals the fucking Jeep because he's on a mission. He, well, that's what the Terminator does. He just grabs what he can. You know, your leather jacket here, your motorcycle there. Your clothes, your boots, now. Bill Paxton's like, uh... Let me guess, laundry day! <laughs> By the way, we actually did the movie The Terminator on our podcast because Yahoo Movies had it for free and we watched, you know, it's the, one of the greatest movies ever next to, say, yeah. Terminator 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then the rest of the Terminators, you know, whatever. Your your distance may vary. Hey, I like to get wash your car, sir. Now the guy this is, is like a... Sam Gilmore's Jeep. What are you doing? And what in tarnation? So the guy oh he he just asked for directions. He was like, "Can you direct me to Future Industries?" I mean, as if he would have no GPS, right? Well, we've gone from Ghost Town to fucking cool ass Dinerville. <laughs> This is really any any town, California. Now look, Clatoon. California. Listen, did you say the last the uh, last day on what? Hmm, I keep calling him Clatoon because of this famous movie he was in. Oh yeah, the day the Earth stood still. Right, exactly right. And there's your buddy Sam uh, Wilk. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's from our last film. The Elvis one. Right. So I, isn't his name like Wendell right. Crane? Right, that's exactly right. Because this guy, and then we should mention this up front. If this movie was on Mystery Science Theater, I apologize. It's never our intention mm -hmm. to do a film that's been on Mystery Science Theater. But his films have been on Mystery Science Theater, The Agent of Harm. And uh, is Wendell Crane is his name? Uh, no, Sam Story as sheriff. They just call him sheriff throughout the whole thing. Gotcha. He's the sheriff of the. Uh, oh, I seen Terminator. I know what happens to cops in the first movie. Oh, that's right? in the first movie he comes in and shoots every single Los Angeles cop in the precinct, and then in the third movie he blows up all these police cars, looks around in his Terminator uh, sunglasses, and you can see on the screen. Dee, 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 dee. Cop casualty zero. Yeah, right. Like they, you know, they he cleaned up his act. Thanks to the kid, I order you not to kill anybody anymore. I'm a Terminator. When... Okay, yeah, so... I know that guy doesn't understand. 
Well, it's just a plot point. Yeah. Klaatu broke in to get some clothes. The burglar alarm went off, and they're off to get him. And so is a guy from the press. But go ahead. So in the day the Earth stood still, and I haven't even seen the, I haven't seen the, I think I watched parts of it, I, 1950s version, and I never seen the Keanu version. But is it Klaatu the name of the robot that hangs out with them? No, it's the guy who arrives to. It's the Keanu Reeves. Listen. If you haven't seen that film and you haven't, it's worth a watch. Yeah. It'll suck. Yeah, I've been it. It's a classic, and for for its day, it didn't suck, you know. Um, it's a historic movie. I mean, it's the day the Earth did so. Right. There's this one scene in the Keanu Reeves one that's so much better because, you know, it's modern, and the guy's right. got a lie detector. He's like... Am I am I holding up my right hand? You know, asking dumb questions. And he goes, "Do you know of an impending attack upon the earth?" <laughs> and Keanu Reeves just breaks character and looks at him, and goes, y "You should let me go." <laughs> okay, you have. Oh, that's great. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. In the movie theater, nineteen ninety four. So basically, Over a whole lot of nothing is going on. They're just no, I know, I'm talking over it. Nothing is stolen, but some they don't even know about the clothes yet. This director really knows how to pack actors into a scene. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a gasoline alley comic strip. Check out the dumb I've seen questions. People on a Doomsbury panel. You'll hear it later. Oh. Well, I'm reading this movie is post casting, so I um, get to oh, experience it all the. Uh, yeah, but it's anemic, so a few times it's, you know. All right, well, we didn't hear it, but basically she asked dumb questions throughout the whole thing. Who do you think did it, Sheriff? What are you going <laughs> to do about it, Sheriff? <laughs> well, anyway. See oh, that car? That's a smart car. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's uh, made in California. But it's got two. Uh, it's got a back seat, so it's not so smart. Oh right, so you still have to. You so look at the Playboy Club, Carl. Look, I know. Did you catch you that? Sure. And I don't think they meant like yeah. Playboy magazine. They just meant like local Playboys. This is Future Industries, and here we have a woman who's our one of our Star Trek connections. She was in this. Uh, uh, episode with Roger Mudd. No, no, he was the... No, Harry Mudd. Harry Mudd. Roger Mudd was the newscaster. And um, she's one of the beautiful women who has to take a beautiful woman pill to get that way. You know? And uh, then wait, then, what do you mean? Tell me more. Well, like, they're all ugly and haggy, but they take this pill and they turn into beautiful women. So Harry Mudd is flying around the galaxy selling off beautiful women. But surprise... They're ugly. I gotcha. <laughs> I, anyway, I, that's in Star Trek right there. Yeah. Well, Star Trek wrapped up perfectly because they found out in the end it was sort of a placebo. They could turn beautiful on their own. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take those pills. You could tell this is a, this computer hasn't moved. Like, none of these uh, reels on the computer are even moving. Mm-hmm. Like, at least, you know, have it move and go jug, jug, and jug, 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 jug. There's an oscillator right there on the panel. Right. Ta-ping! 
Right, for, for production value. Just get it, get the stuff cranked yeah. up. World, 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 1960s computer. Whiz, 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 whiz. All right, I got to tell you a plot point here now. Um, radio telepathy. Radio telepathy, okay? That's what this guy has discovered. Yeah. And he was talking to the chimp. He was moving the pieces, and the chimp would move the pieces. Weird. Me? Say it with me. Radio I don't get it. Radio telepathy. The radio telepathy. He goes on the radio and he tells a chimp to move a chess piece. Over over radio waves, his mind was uh-huh. connected to the chimp's mind. And so he said, move this block, chimp. And the chimp did it. And after the tenth time, the chimp says, long time <laughs> listener, first time caller, uh, why do I need to move these blocks? I'll take your answer offline. When they talk through radio. Right. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, listen, radio uh, has yeah. grave consequences in the future. You can tell people what to do, and that's exactly what happens. Mind control. And this cyborg from the future knows that, and he's gone back to the present day, 1966, to stop the future. Right. The future industries, that is. Yes. So he's literally stopping the future and stopping future industries. Right. Dude, your doorknob doesn't work. Yeah, right. Wow, that's cool. That's how I break into houses. I realign the doorknob, yank that sucker out, and just push my way in. Oh, that chip never cleans up. I have to always have to pick up after the chimp. At least be a considerate co-worker. Stop throwing your There's the old cigarette machine. You could buy a pack of smokes. <laughs> God, that guy has a hunch. He should go to a chiropractor. Plateau, absolutely. Now this is Karen Steele. She was the star. She's the Star Trek connection. She's born in Holland, Honolulu. She was a cover girl in a mod, nice. but uh, you know, she's become an actress now. And of course, she was in Muds Women, like I told you. She there was some Oscar-winning film called Marty. Marty. And she was in it. Marty. Yeah. Is that the one where uh, Ernest Borgnine is a dum-dum and then he becomes a genius and then he starts getting dum-dum again? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, Marty. No, there's no. that's Flowers. Do you remember Flowers for Algernon? See, they changed the names to dumbasses like me can't pronounce it. But it, they feed like a, a test mouse like brain food, brain pills, and he's all like, I'm smart. Right. But then he starts going dumb again, and it's like his journal. He's like, uh, I'm writing a journal. I'm a genius mouse. Well, they fed it to a human, I think. I don't know. Anything but this movie, girl. I'm no kidding. I'm interested. Okay, you're right. Oh, look. Production value. The lights went on. Oh, yeah. There's flickering lights. That's More than right. one. Of and that's space, and I thought I thought a lot of money. And Klaatu was the one that made I don't even think He's a man of action. This is not a set. They went to a location. Some set designer didn't say, let's throw a safe in the background. Right. They went to a college. Yeah. Okay, you could do it, but don't touch the fucking dude. That cyborg's touching our reel. <laughs> you hey, could there's Carl's demo. You could cause a real issue. 
real talk. Please okay, get real. So he wants to know where is Professor Sigmund Marx, inventor of radio telepathy? And you better answer me, girl. And she's like, I whatever do you mean? And she's not far, you know. <laughs> and he's like, I'm from the future. Yeah. And she goes, Of course you are. So Klaatu realizes he can't just order this dame around. He's got a mind controller with radio telepathy. Oh, wow. So if a cyborg gets his hand on that, I don't know. I think he gives cyborg from Justice League a bad name. Do you, what do you think? Yes, I agree. He's always wearing that glove, by the way. Is that because he That's the special effects cyborg piece? No, his other hand is human. He's always wearing that glove because he's hiding under there like Terminator-looking fingers. Yeah, that's what I figure. And it's cheaper to have it in a glove. What's he doing? Is he using his cyber fingers? Well, no. Right now he's like talking her up. And she, look, he put the whammy jammy on her. I am in your control. She's <laughs> <laughs> Now he plugs in to the radio telepathy uh, chair and doesn't put it on her he ears, right? Right. He, he hypnotizes her to sit in the hypno chair. And yeah. He's already hypnotized. What more? Now, that doesn't go with the plot that he had the power to hypnotize her, but that's what he did. Yeah, they just happened out of nowhere. So now we're finding out that Professor Sigmund Marx created this radio telepathy, which in the future really causes a lot of problems. So this guy is like a rebel cyborg or something. The resistance put him together. And so he's come back to stop Professor Marx by taking him to the future and explaining what he did wrong. You with me? I guess. Yes. Is there a test? So Professor Sigmund created this thing that fucks up the world. So they send a robot back to talk him out of it, essentially. Oh, all right. And they're going to bring him to the future. As as this is the second mistake this movie made, in my opinion. His mission should have been to kill Professor Sigmund Marx. And then through his experiences with Sherry here, he learns humanity. And he decides not to kill him, but to talk him into it. You see? They blew it! Uh, uh, <clears throat> what? Yeah, okay, great. This is more complicated than Terminator Genesis. <laughs> that was a sordid mess. Well, I haven't seen the last one, but after Genesis, I thought, like, okay. Well, you know what they do is they'll, like, they keep going back in time and changing plot, and they're like saying, "Well, now that I went this direction, right. uh, the third movie doesn't exist anymore." And you're like, "Come on, man! I spent two hours watching the third movie." That's right. By the way, I yeah. enjoyed Terminator Three, and a lot of people didn't. And I have to tell you about this latest Terminator. It really feels yeah. they were like, "Hey, you know what? Let's, you know, why not? Let's just do another one." Well, I'll get some money, you know. People have fun at the theater. It really wasn't a very. It's a movie we've seen. Yeah, before. I really wanted Wait, to see that. Here's Chubby now. Oh, He's here he is, Chubby. To the cop. Oh, wait a minute. Wait and then for breakfast, 
I mean the reporter. He's bragging to the reporter. Oh yeah. What a scoop. He's not taking any notes, the reporter. Oh no, yeah, he's putting away his notebook. Well, he probably is recording it with smartphone. Did he? Yeah. Hey, director, are you recording? Are you shooting film right now? Not recording. It looks a little dark, That's right? Like yeah. Today. Oh, the sun must have been setting. Mark, you, Mike, you're a hot air. Right. You're so intuitive. You, I think you're right about that. What I think it is is that the movie set next door had a hot air balloon. It was blocking the sun. Making a shadow. <laughs> the director was. Yeah, damn you, around the world in 80 days. <laughs> your your favorite hot air balloon movie is The Prisoner of Zenda. Yes. The guy right. shoots. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. is coming. No, at this point. Oh, no. It's played. No, it has came. Yeah, <laughs> Michael. It has come. It. Boy, yeah, it, it did by this point. Listen, the reporter, oh, right? He got a crazy story from yeah. the old man about some ray guns and right, and he's took a picture of the cop car and you know somebody stole the jeep and there was an incident of a burglary. Like shit's going down in a quiet, quiet town. So I think there should be a big story in the news that fucks everybody up, but they don't do that. Look, there's a lot of wasted potential. You're saying? Yes. Wow. Now, Mike. Open automatic. Bad Whoa. Terminator show up. You know what? They're pretty chubby, but they were able to get through that uh, that square. I would not. It would be really awkward at this point. <laughs> I would have to sit down and scoot my ass down this chair. This, this step. Now, you see the belt they're wearing, right? Yeah. Okay. The reason you wear that belt is when you have equipment that is super heavy, but it's still convenient to have it on a holster. That shit will just slide off your ass, you know, so you have – that's what that's for. But the thing is they're Terminators who are supposed to, like, have super strength and everything. They wouldn't need that. Drives me crazy. Oh. I can't believe I left my keys here in the lab again. Mike, you are looking at the second Star Trek connection, and they're in the same scene. Huh? This is I, I need. Huh? <laughs> Interesting. This is the TV show or the movies? Uh, TV is this show. The Flash is. Didn't the Flash like Barry Allen get? chemicals spilled on him during a, uh, a lightning and it makes him super fast i don't know about the flash's backstory well what happened was he was a uh, police chemist right and he had like a, a lab like this and lightning went through the window electrocuted him and when he got up he said i gotta get the fuck out of here and he started to run and then he realized of all things he had super i'm sorry fast. i have to interrupt you this is a major plot point Your ants Right. It's so bad. And here's his Terminator fingers. <laughs> Dear God. It's so I bad. wear that for my carpal tunnel. And Star Trek connects. That straw is strawberry. Convinced. His name's Carl, by the way. Okay. Isn't that exciting? 
Whoa. I haven't seen that since Star Trek four months ago. <laughs> That's right. Star Trek laughs at these special effects. Get this, Mike. The guy who did our special effects, his name is Roger George. Yeah. He did Repo Man. He did Terminator for, uh, in 1984. He did The Howling. But check this out. He did Hamburger the Motion Picture. Oh, our, oh, I like that. What kind of special effects he did? I want all the chubbies to walk in the food court and knock their food off <laughs> and go. There was no action in that movie. Yeah. But he did the special effects. There must have been something like a pie in the face. We saw that movie. I don't even remember. I remember it was Mr. Handsome got kicked out of all the schools. So they finally sent him to hamburger school at McDonald's land, right? Right. Well, that was the premise. It's like he he had to be a good, like, yeah, right. But it's like a sleepaway camp. It's right. Like, He's uh, at college. It has a dorm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So – Sharon came over and she was like, I've been brainwashed and I totally believe this weirdo story. And so Carl, Dr. Zeller, was like, this is fucking bullshit. And then Terminator said, yeah, look at these Terminator arms. See my chest here, huh? Is this bullshit? So what they're doing is he's totally on board now and he's removing from him an implant so that these, they're called trace. Oh, I got to play this. Hold on. They have a wife-husband fight. <laughs> so guys know what we're talking about <laughs> i want service henry get my head out of your fool lap i want service okay here's the whole thing the director did we're going to see the super strength of the tracers See, they keep looking at their watches because it's the homing beam where the uh, where Klaatu is. Now, they're going to move a car with their bare hands. Ready? Whoa, because they're evil Terminators. Right. See? It's Get the worst service. Way, One star. <laughs> this, the, the, the full service at the gas station at Jerry's is, is left to be desired. They moved our car. One star. Look at this hot ride. Jesus creepers. How many stars you give that? Holy shit. I give that a five out of two. Look, that's fucking like I never seen. That's a movie prop car. No, nobody built a car like that. <laughs> I give it a five out of two. <laughs> <laughs> you see the Ooh, let's run into this set. Wow, this is like the Saturday Night Live sketch. Uh, remember, like in season two, they'd be like, "We're the Loud Family." Yeah. <laughs> Listen to. Check out the. It is 1966. Swinging. The guy in the chair was in Rollerball. He's one of the teammates. Oh, really? Yeah, John Beck. I could see that. He has like a Rollerball actual look. Oh, he was in Square Jaw. Sleeper. Oh, right. The so, Goodwoody Allen movie. Now, the doctor is like, 
my my those asshole teenagers just showed up. My daughter's friend. Now Sharon has to pretend that she's so much older than them, and they have to pretend they're young. That's the B story. No, we're okay. just going to see them now for no reason. You see the one in the red dress? She was a Mickey Mouseketeer. That's her backstory. Nice. So she's got the dance moves down. Yes. Do you think that this movie is so this movie is so old? The parents, the older people, are talking to young people like, "Okay, boomer," <laughs> because the boomers were young back then. Mm -hmm. Wow, she's going four nine. Hair. <laughs> yeah, she she her mother had been a dancer in vaudeville, right? And so she would hear from her the right. agent every now and again and say they called and suggested her brother try out for the Mouseketeers because he played drums. Okay. But he didn't get the part. They already had a drummer, but they this she was eight years old. She could play the trumpet and tap dance. So they said, okay. Bring it on. What kind of time killer is that? I think they have a bunch of those on uh, Disney Plus. If you're like Disney Plus, you can go down to self promotion Disney mm -hmm. archives and watch their TV shows and the Wonderful Worlds and their uh -huh. the endless specials where they're like, we just open up a new parking lot at Disney World. The Wonderful World of Disney presents Parking <laughs> Lot Dreams. <laughs> When you when, wish when you made me space upon parking lot C. See the trace? You know, uh, when, you made, when you made me research, made me research, watch, when you made me watch uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, yeah. I went to YouTube and I found a, a Disney special where Ernest goes to Splash Mountain. And oh. it's the premiere of Splash Mountain. And Ernest was the first one to go down the bear uh Barely ever. And they had people like, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, probably not. But you know, on this TV show, this uh, Sunday night ABC programming, Wonderful World of Disney, not a half-hour advertisement at all. It was a <laughs> half-hour advertisement for Splash Mountain, and they were like, oh, we bring the delightful characters of Song in the South to life. You know, like you get to yeah. go down the bear patch, and, we're, and it's just like, holy shit, Ernest, stand up for what's right. Don't do it. I guess it made sense that Ernest is like excited that it was a song in the South Rhyme. Well, I guess, yeah, and he always pretended that he was enthusiastic about kids or something, and he made money, I bet. Yeah. More dancing. Whatever happened to him? Uh, he I know, this for a Terminator movie. <laughs> oh, wait. For a Terminator. I voted. Oh, yeah. I was. How are you feeling, Cyborg? Oh, I feel good, but you know, I wanted to hang out and watch the dance number. <laughs> They're really grooving. When was the the day the Earth stood still? Was it in the sixties or fifties? Um, like when was that to? Uh, yeah, let me just look it up. Do you remember the rock band called Plateau? No, that's cool. Well, the story was that it was the Beatles under a pseudonym. Really? This was like during the 70s or whatever. And these guys got like a 
huge boost because uh, people are like, oh, shit, that's the Beatles? I'll buy it. Oh, cool. For them. Uh, 1951. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this is 1966. So 15 years later, he's like, whatever. Does my <laughs> yeah. cyborg have a popped collar? I got another. Can I pop my collar at least. I'll pop my collar for a gig. All right, so yeah. they took the tracer out, but it's not enough. They have to destroy it, and the only way to destroy it is was one point twenty one gigawatts. So the only place that has that kind of power is the power station. So they're off. They're going to the craftwork. The the what was the yeah craftwork. Mm-hmm. Isn't that German for power station? I don't know, but Verk is work. I don't know. That, I think that's great Google. Well, because the story is that the band Power Station, yeah, uh, they, the super group picked the name because it was the English for Kraftwerk. Gotcha. And they don't want to dance anymore? What are we going to do for the next six hours? Yeah. <laughs> All I can do is you tap dance and play movie? the trumpet. Yeah, right. It's singing about Donald Duck. What we're getting right now is the director's so like, movie. The, what's that? <clears throat> the, oh, I, I'm sorry. I was gonna, do you want to see a movie? We're, we're in a movie. So the director is getting like some uh, – It's showing that Sharon has emotion and love feelings because the daughter's like, why don't you and my father just do it already? And don't oh, okay. – you Mouseketeers. <laughs> you Mouseketeers are kinky. Today well, that was a parent trap. Her work. She's, uh... Oh, really? Yeah. She, she do, like, uh... She's not exactly Mouseketeer looking anymore. Gotcha. She wouldn't be allowed in the clubhouse. Now, for some reason, the Tracers are coming here where their Tracer was. It's not there anymore, you see? Oh, my God. They went into Jack Tripper's house. <laughs> right. With the, the arching door. Listen, here's what I want to say. You see some guys running down the street. They didn't know that they were there to harm them. Look what happened. Special effect. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I can't believe the homeowner allowed them to shoot this movie in their house. Right. Would have been better served to have a cheap set. <laughs> Look at Rollerball Guy. He doesn't even know there's a movie going on. <laughs> He'll do a good job in Rollerball and in Sleeper. Oh, he Was got he like so away. Oh, Jesus. Never punch an evil Terminator. What's wrong with you? Take us to your zipper. <laughs> Take us to your sweater. Bathrooms this way. There's two good reasons Sharon got this fil film, and that's they're right under her nose. You know, we want to. Can we watch one movie from the '60s where we don't comment on the girl's sweater? All right. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. the answer is no. The answer is no. Well, we because we watched an Elvis movie, and it was like <laughs> they were sharp talking. <laughs> they were Nurse Diesel. <laughs> oh boy. So just to be a pig disgusting man, I want to say that the uh, Jill it, with the white shirt on back there has almost no cleavage to speak yeah. of. 
Well, that's why she's cowering in the back. Director's uh, request. Back into the hot rod. Listen, it makes explosion noises. Listen. Whenever you turn uh, on the hot rod, it makes pops. They're at the power station. And he said, Sharon, you wait here because you're a helpless female. And she said, if you think it's best, Carl. What was this? There was some like it's hot. The heat is on. What was the power station song from the power group? Mm-hmm. Power station. That was a solo guy. Some feel the. Oh, heat. it was like. Oh right. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of. Uh... Robert Palmer. Is that his name? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Robert Palmer. God, that's weird. But there was a super group. Anyway, I'll, I'll let it go. Okay, now to foil the tracer, he's setting up a trap. He knows everything about their technology because it was fed into his brain. So this is like Terminator 2 when the Terminator is good. He was evil in the first 10 minutes of this movie and then he turned around and now he's good. By mind controlling a girl. Duh. (laughs) I guess this won't be the place. Look, somebody's been sleeping in my bed. Someone's been eating my porridge. By the way, in their Terminator world, they are known as the comedy duo. They're <laughs> like the Martin and Roland of their their. <laughs> it's evil Terminator Martin and Roland's laughing Yay. live from the from the post-apocalyptic desolated Bur- downtown Burbank. <laughs> Population none. I don't believe this movie influenced Terminator at all. So that's the notoriety of this film, is that the plot lines are so similar. Like, when we watched Terminator, there was a credit saying based on an idea by, or inspired by an idea by Harlan Ellison. Right, it's not this guy. Science fiction writer. Yeah. No, but there's no, like, the producer, I think it said the producers would like to acknowledge Harlan Ellison. I think that was how they legally solved it. Yeah. But there was no, like, Anne Cyborg 2087 from 1966. Right. Wendell Crane. It was from an episode of the Outer Limits television show. Right. That's right. That Harlan, back when Harlan would write all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, Adapted from his 1957 short story, Soldier from Tomorrow, Soldier is an episode of the original Outer Limits television show. Ellison brought suit, blah, blah, blah. Now listen, James Cameron doesn't like this at all. He absolutely denies it. He had nothing to do with the lawsuit. The He wasn't even looped in. So. I, yeah, I would believe him. He said it was a really bum deal, and I had nothing to do with it, and I disagree with it. But that's what happened. This Harlan was yeah. a real jerk, you know. He would be physically violent to people in, in like, a corporate setting. He seriously was a problem person. That I did not know. I mean, I knew that he would he's a, he was a prolific writer, and a, yes. most of the time it was introductions and pre- prefaces where he brings up stories. And he's one of those like larger than life uh, lawsuit guys. Yeah. He sued the Comics Journal, um, among other things. And 
I didn't realize he was physically abusive. It's a shame because I, I read a it's bunch like, of his stuff. And, like, you know, physically abusive puts all this label on it. It's like he was like one of those people who would punch a guy, you know? Like, but I mean, like, you, your boss should not be. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. Like, so if you're if you're at a bar, chances are you're gonna get decked by Harlan. Ellison, Ellison. yeah. I'm Beethoven, yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that Star Trek episode and that Outer Limits. Look, they're climbing up ladders. That's it. That's only a Terminator could do that. Right. No relation. So. We are evil Terminators. Sharon knew of the, the tracers that were coming after Klaatu. Uh, but Klaatu didn't know. So that's why she drove over in the hot rod. Watch. There's a big. Jalopy. Now, the funny the roof. thing is it wasn't the kid's car. It was it was the guy from Rollerball's car, John Beck. So why did he let him? Sharon was like, can you drive John's car? It didn't make any sense. Well, I, all I know is that the roof, the roof is full of Terminators. <laughs> we don't give a damn. Let the mother terminate. Terminate. Man, how much fucking roof? Woof. They are like on the bungalow of the Paramount movie set. Like, let's just shoot on the top of the roof. Yeah. You know, location, my dog... Location, location, My dog used to look up there, like, and he would go, Roof! Roof! He's, uh... <laughs> my dog really looks up to roofs. Didn't, uh... Didn't, uh, your dog like trees as well? Yeah. yeah. I... One time I was... I, he was... <laughs> one time I was really torturing him... And then he, I said, "What's? why do you look at me so mean? What would you like me to do? And he goes, wait, no, I messed that up. What were you saying about trees? Okay. I was, I was trying to get you to say bark. Yeah. I was looking for you to set me up again. Okay, so let me tell you oh, what's going on. Here's Wendell here. Crane. Here's Wendell Crane. Is this the sheriff? Yeah. Right. Now. Now, this happens the whole yeah. time. Everyone he encounters, he's like, are you crazy? He never puts two and two together that everybody's saying the same thing. Right, yeah, they're telling him. Well, you know, we were talking about Wendell Crane and that we saw him in the 1957 movie. So that was like 11 years ago for this yeah. guy. And that his IMDb page has it under trivia that he, his career got diminished because of alcoholism. Like that's like some kind of trivia. But he looks pretty hellbent in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. He's sweating. He was a politician, too. He was a politician. Um, so, um, what I want to tell you is there's this one scene where he's doing that, like, everybody's crazy. And he thinks that these guys are up on the roof and they're just going to wait and smoke them out. You know, they can't get down from the roof unless they want broken legs, but he doesn't know that they're terminators and they can absolutely just jump right. off the roof. So then he goes, what dang fool said that they were downtown? And the cop goes, 
Judge Smith, sir. And he goes, what? Well, let's go investigate. It's it's really funny. Like, he respects <laughs> the judge or it's politics or something. Wow. I snapped that chain. Yep. Rip. Uh, I'm going to open that door. He was mad at the No door. wood plank's going to stop me. Product placement. Uh, now the door is ajar. The now doors the door is are ajar. All right, let's tag this wall. Cyborg twenty. Is Cyborg twenty eighty seven is tagged? Like, does he tag walls with that? <laughs> that would be my graffiti. If he did, you couldn't read it. All right. That's the weirdest thing about graffiti. You look at it and you can't read it. I mean, that's the yeah, point. I know. What? It, it, the point of graffiti is to be read, and you can't read it. It's the stupidest thing. It's part of the environment. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's... Uh, I like it because you always see the same motif pop up. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Like, I like the stickers that have nonsense words on it, and they just post it everywhere. My favorite is Beesbop187. Oh, I, I'm a Chirp182 fan Chirp myself. Chirp182. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Timothy Dalton's brother was a firefighter? And when he died, he used his name, Chirp182, and he and he tagged uh, New York City. And uh, they're at, like, Yankee Stadium, and in the uh, booth is celebrity actor Paul Servino to, to uh. Uh, ring in the first pitch. And they're like, what, Chirp182 tagged the, the stadium? All right, I'm talking about other movies. Now, he's putting two and two together. Wendell? Yeah, he's putting two in together. Why? How is it that you guys were at the power station tonight? We're on our way to the research lab. Mitch, that's not the highway. I know it isn't. I also know it's way after midnight. Well, we're preparing a big experiment for the morning. <laughs> and it sounds mighty peculiar. Mighty peculiar. Mighty peculiar. This guy. It's not Wendell Pierce. Wendell Carey. Wendell Pierce is a different actor. Wendell. Uh, yeah, it's it's Wendell, Wendell Corey. Pierce. Wendell Corey. He's sure. Right, Wendell Corey. Here he goes. <laughs> I don't know. Is that? <laughs> That's great. Now here's more reporter needling for what's going on, and he never drops his bomb story, you know? Yeah. I really think the movie messed Just up. Hanging out. You think this would have been a better movie if they just did another run-through of the script? Another, like another draft? Uh, yes, absolutely. I think that they missed a lot of points that wouldn't wreck the plot. Um... I think definitely he should have gone back in time to kill that guy and then learned humanity while he was here. Because at the end of the movie, he, like, learns humanity and falls in love with her. But she does. Shut up. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, it's brutal. It's what about the dog? The trace. Oh, uh, Carl. I got to check does the dog die .com. Yeah. 
side. I'm not watching the movie. I'm on a different browser page. Kidding. Watching the movie. Yeah. They're in a car. They left. You're not doing a Lego set. Yeah, well, maybe I am. My hands are free. <laughs> erector set. Erector set. Oh, yes. Paul had an erector set. Oh my God! Does the jalopy die? Yeah. Let's Quick see, before Archie finds out I sold his car. Aouda. Put a put a put a put a put a. Oh, we didn't hear the pops because it was already on. The steering wheel is not even at an angle; it's like flat out. Now Karen, uh, uh, yeah, Karen has come back. And she is going to, like, destroy the files or take them. She thinks That's it's the only thing you do. Carl checking in. Oh, she's like, is this the killer uh, future kind robot? No, it's Carl. Oh. Oh. Uh, Carl, help. Oops, sorry, Carl. That's all right. It's the um, honest truth. It's my name. Wendell Corey was in the Wild, you are... Wild West TV series. Oh, my God. So that's the 60s discernment. So he was out there. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, he was in a lot of weird. He was in the Astro Zombies. Yup. Astro Zombies. Like he... Right. As Holman. <laughs> 68. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I kind of like this guy. I mean, he's done Astro Zombies and Elvis movies. I mean, it's not like, yeah. you know. He was he, in Women on stage. the Prehistoric Planet. Oh, yeah. Oh, literally Venus, by the Look way. Look what it's she's doing. Because women are from Venus. And men are from Monmouth County. You see what she's doing? She wants to contact Klaatu, so she gets the brilliant idea. Well, I'll just put on his telepathy thing. And what she's doing is reading his mind. He's like, try, you know, the tracers are after me. The cops are after me. I have to finish my mission. <laughs> so they're like brainiac talking, it's right? It's like a... But it doesn't make sense. She should radio telepathy some bullshit to him. But she isn't. She's just listening. Right. He knows, too. Now, the line. she's going to take bold action now. She gets out a briefcase and she gets out the paper files of radio telepathy. Oh, right. Oh, look. So, oh, the safe comes in, in handy. Right. When it's an inside job, they know the combination. But this is a file cabinet, and the the, the virus protection or whatever the security is is just a, literally like a a combination lock. Right. Well, it's sixty six. It makes sense. It's yeah. Oh, where did I leave that bottle? When you leave work, you got to check to make sure you didn't leave like your your yeah. pot pipe or like some weed or like you know your bottle, your fifth, your eighth. <laughs> okay, I got to turn off the machine. 
That should stop the whirling. Isn't that your demo tape in the machine? Yep, that's the, third generation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> real to real. Yeah. Now look at that your demo. Professor Sigmund Marx. Is that Sigmund Freud and Karl Marx put together? Probably, right? Now look Probably, what he's going yeah. for. The radio telepathy file. Same file. Sharon, what are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing here, Sharon? Sharon. Oh, I was just hanging out waiting for files. Well, tomorrow's a big demonstration to the military people, so he's nervous. He went to a speech in Los Angeles, but he's back. The radio telepathy files are missing. What the fuck, Sharon? <laughs> They're not in these empty. You wouldn't have known the combination. Right. Yes, Sorry, leave it on top of the. Uh, the notes, the she admits. I'd take him to the Terminator. He's here on an urgent mission. <laughs> He's a party robot. Yeah. From the future. All party robots are from the future. He's waiting. For you don't want to hang out with a steampunk party robot? I can't explain it now. At least you've got a couple. That jacket is so old, it was member only. <laughs> He's the only one that had the jacket. In your pocket. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, but, she just happens to have a casualty of a gun, too. Yes. Now I'm not keeping my hands we should note that prop is the same gun that the uh, other guy casually pulled That's out of his right. pocket. Now, look, she won't use the gun. I mean, she... Yeah, you know women. You just walk... Yeah. You were about to be... I was going to say... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to be sexist. Like, listen, if a woman points a gun at you, take it from this 1966 movie. Just walk right in front of her with your hand out. Come on. Come on. Give me the gun. Come on. If you pull the gun out on me, you're not going to use it. I'll just assume. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He would go on to be in Twilight Zone, the movie. Really? Yeah. On the plane. He was one of the guys on oh, the plane. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So he wasn't in the cursed one. He wasn't in the, the Landis one. He wasn't in the cartoon one. Cartoon one was good. Yeah. I like the cartoon one. He was in Bionic Woman. He was in the Waltons. He was in the streets of San Francisco. Gunsmoke, Hawaii Five O, Paper Chase. This guy got around, man. Heart to heart. Wow. That, did he do it? Heart to heart, you win. You know, heart to heart, they were just looking for like a, a threesome partner. Mm-hmm. And he showed up. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, he showed up. But he was heart. only on one episode, so I wouldn't exactly say he was a strong finisher. 
Right, that was his only episode. Uh, listen, oh, actually, I'm telling you, cameo. I'm acting like he's all TV. He was in The Magnificent Yankee in the 1950, and he was in Ten Commandments. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. He was number eight. Oh, wait. You love this film. He was the he was in The President's Analyst. Yeah, I love that film. 1967. Yeah, so that was like one year after this movie. Yeah. So I went to Netflix, <laughs> and I was like, The President's Analyst, please. Mike Spiegelman recommends it. And Netflix was like, what are you talking about? Oh, right. Yeah, come on. So I had to go to I I'll have to go to my illegal site because it has everything, Mike. Yeah, well, and then you'll find it, uh, including viruses. All right, I'm going on the Mutiny Radio computer. Can I stream it? Do you know that site? No. It's uh, can I stream dot it like Italy. Like it's not gonna work. Yeah, see urbanpixels dot com took it. Oh wait, movie streaming. Okay, so Sharon. Yeah, let's hang out here. Sharon has taken Professor uh, Marx to the 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 ghost town because she knows that's where Clatu will be. Um, you know, by his capsule or some crap. So, uh, but Mark shows up and there's nobody there. It isn't until Carl shows up and backs up Sharon's story that Professor Marx will even get a little bit, you know, starting to believe all this bullshit. Production value. You think that's the sheriff's mobile? Yep, that's the sheriff. And here's the smart car. That's like Inspector Clouseau's car, like some French car. Right. Yeah, that guy's barely fit in there. Look at those cool ass old cars, man. You know who'd be good in that car? John Wick. He'd do donuts. <laughs> Go to like an airplane hangar and just like <laughs> See you next week. He's yeah, retired. Right. <laughs> Does this they shoot this at Wild West City? City made for fun down at Wild West City. City. City that's running wild. City running wild. With Uncle Floyd. I went to, I, I went there like a month or uh, one of the middle schools in New Jersey. Cool. We went to the Wild West Recreation Center, Wild West City. Uh-huh. And there'll be guys like, back in the 1865, cyborg robots roamed the land, or whatever the fuck they said. Alpine, New Jersey. Get to the shootout. Alpine, New Jersey. Oh, God. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Yeah, I think it was. It's, uh, it is with an A, though. It's in Sussex County. Andover, Andover, New Jersey. The... You know what I remember? I think there's like an emu farm or like there's some kind of like, you know, yeah. other attraction awesome. nearby. So when you go to Wild West City, you see a sign that's like emu farm two miles. That's right. And very close to there is Space Farms, which is the wildest zoo you'll ever see. I've been to space. I haven't been. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It's space farms. Well, they have ostriches and emus. Yeah, right. And they're like some weird attraction next to Wild West City. Like, right. Well, since you're in the neighborhood, why aren't you making a twofer? Look. Now, look. He's got a gun. 
Look what they did to Sharon, that's... man. Whoa, that hurt. Yeah, she seemed three casuals at it. Not, not in the close-up shots. Oh, look, Reagan. Shots. She's standing on a stool, and you can kind of tell. Carl, if you shoot a laser beam, when does the laser beam stop? I don't know, because light never stops, right? It's got to hit some object. Yeah. Actually, that's totally wrong. Light absolutely stops, right? Yeah. Wow, look at this. She's really swinging from the, her wrist. So that must hurt her for in real life, you know? Yeah. But when you see yeah. her close up, so I wonder if I'm behind you. Uh, without hitting pause, Michael, like you do every show, I'm at 107.42, okay. 44, 45. I'm at 107.44. I'm like, I've been two seconds behind you. Okay, that's no time. big deal. So now he's yeah. like, you're Professor Marks. You know, you're John Connor. So he's like, come with me. I'm taking you to the future to show you the harm. But Sharon's, Sharon is screaming. She's in pain. Evil, evil terminate. Oh wait, he just shot him. Yes, and he explains himself that the other, the tracer, would absolutely kill him. He's trying to be brave and uh, oh, save Sharon, right? But Klaatu has no feelings yeah. like that. He's not going to shave Sharon. Look, that hurts her, man. I swear to God, I don't yeah. like it. Look at this. It seems really wildly inappropriate. Like all yeah. of a sudden, they're like, you know, for the snuff film. So now it's like, Maybe aren't you going to Sharon? He's like, I got no feelings, bub. Yeah. Look at it's her thing. My feelings have been replaced by robotics. Right. But here is cyborg, you're half human. His moment. Watch. All I'm watching is like gray hair. What will the Tracer do when he finds out you've escaped? He'll kill Sharon. Right. Oh, he can't let that happen. Right. Now, here's what I think the movie should have done. Instead of the, I don't give a fuck, and then all of a sudden I give a fuck, I think he should have been in front of the professor and been like, you're coming with me, heard the thing, and wanted to save Sharon, but his programming was like, hey, you're a robot dummy. You know, he could have had an internal conflict. I must complete right. my mission. Oh, but the humanity. This film fucked up. I I think they're in over their head by this point. I mean, I don't. I think they just wrote themselves into a corner. Yeah. Got to play it out. Now watch this. He goes and he's going to crawl through the window. Look how dangerous this is. But look, he really just stops. See, he stops. And it's just implied that he, like, jumped down. We don't get to see it. Do you hear, like, a... <laughs> now, look, she's on a stool. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, like, she's just casually standing, even though right. she, her arms are tied like that. And they're like, look concerned, okay? Okay, roll them. Oh, my goodness. Now we will have the worst choreographed fight ever. 
on a hay on a barn. Right now, that thing just begs that they'll fall over. Right? Will they? Will it happen? No. Well, you said it, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to be satisfied. Well, he fell off there. That's must have hurt. You really want the guy to fall over? No, it's if you're directing well, an action film, you smash the woods and he the railing and he tumbled over. You know, let's let's see some action yeah. here. Well, if you had the camera from a distance like that while they fight on on top of a roof of a barn, you you expect it's because they're gonna fall. Right. Like this camera angle, or like Look. you know, otherwise they would it would be up there. You see? Yeah. But he waited forever to do it. Sharon's on a chair, man. She's just, she's just like looking like, oh. Well, she is tied up, but yeah, you're right, moving. Mike. That'll happen later. Two of them will gawk at a fight. You'll see. They won't do shit. Do you think we could, you could see her shadow when they cut to her? So I wonder if you could see the stool. Wow, he's kicking. That's a pretty nasty fight. Yeah. When I said the worst choreographic choreographed fight, I, I guess I really was just talking about the beginning. That that was pretty good. No, but this is the fight the choreography is kind of nasty in this. I mean, yeah. he's like just hitting him with a with a plywood plank. Look, oh, I, watch my stool, boys. Oh yeah. What a weird sight. I'm getting aroused. <laughs> Sharon would be like, oh my oh, god. Going down. My boobs. Oh, the blood goes back to your arms. There's a stretch on arms. Uh, strong arms at this point. Kick. You see how good it's that so was? Funny. Kick. Yeah. Oh, they're they're equally matched. Right. Good cyborg and bad, yeah. bad cyborg. Cyborg against cyborg. Oh, look, it's the people under the stairs. Ouch! Now he runs away. <laughs> now yeah. Tattoo's in pursuit. Come back and finish this fight. Yeah, see that those glass that glass begs to be broken. Now watch, here's what you were talking about. They will just watch. Oh yeah. They're just... I can't believe they're still fighting like this. I mean, why uh... help by going over there and like grabbing the guy's feet? You know, I mean. Yeah, right. Give it a little gun. Maybe they want to ride home and they don't know who's gonna win. <laughs> This fight's go on forever. Yeah, this is it. We know who's going to win now. Klaatu is like, die! Or, uh, turn off. Uncyborg. Right. Cyborg off! <laughs> Did you hear about the Jewish android? Cyborg? Cyborg, <laughs> yeah, golden cyborg. <laughs> Call me Cy. Yeah, right. That's perfect. Yeah. Call me Cy. 
two Star Trek connections trapped in a crappy ass movie. Now, you see how he fishtailed around the corner of the cop car? That's really good, yeah. but we should see it. We shouldn't see it through the. I don't even think the director realized what he got. Yeah. There he is. I worked with Elvis. You remind me of a young man I used to play with. <laughs> it's Tom Hanks. <laughs> Die for it. Lie for it. Lie. He's now seeing for the first time the truth. It's a cyborg. Uh -huh. So the professor's been standing there like a pussy the whole time. I know. And he's going. Well, in. he made him right. He, yeah. He now we're so having he's saying the love. You create. Oh. I want to have cyborg babies. Yeah. All right. Jesus, this movie is so long, and by the end of it, they renamed it Cyborg 2092. <laughs> I did that joke before, a variation. Oh, and last week I had a good joke on the title. I said Cyber 2087 is about my uh, 100th uh, high school, me showing up to my uh, 100th uh, high school anniversary. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So far in the future. I got to reuse that one. <laughs> hey, Spiegelman, you're looking good. Fresh packs right yeah. out of the factory. So Spiegelman, did you ever become a cartoonist like you wanted to be in high school? Jesus Christ, man. Why are you bringing this up 100 years later? No, I'm a cyborg. You used to make all those great comics, man. I started photocopying. Yeah, whatever happened. Did I send them? Oh, well, thanks, man. Oh, yeah. oh you have them? No. Nope. You know I, I feel kind of bad. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I did photocopy. Oh, he's going. Oh, well, I appreciate that. You bet. I was a little cool to people, and I, I, you know, that's all mine. I'd rather just bottle it up and put it in a little spaceship and disappear. Oh, he's going to go in there, and they're going to have no special effects other than they cut to an empty field. Right, and you'll see that the time has passed because the daylight has changed and the wind is blowing. You'll see. Well, they can't, you, even, they see can't even match it. Pow! Now yeah, she knows. Right, it's the afternoon. She knows at 9 p.m. everything will, like, she'll forget everything. She'll go back to normal. Look at her. She's skipping through. Ha la la la. Yeah. Listen, man. The shoes these ladies wear are like crazy. They can't yeah. the fact to dance her and down a hill in them. Oh yeah. They're like, what time is it? And they go, nine o'clock. Boing. Boing. They're gone. Boing. It never high happened. Instead of, high, instead of high noon, it's by noon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye noon. Look at bye these tumbleweeds, man. I mean, don't they realize they're playing into their own stereotype? 
They can't help it. They just keep tumbling along. <laughs> Tumbleweeds. Oh, gee whiz. Yeah, like all the Where'd you blow? Stuff. An abandoned town? Oh, gee whiz. Yeah. Okay. You remember the time that Ghost Town had robots in the future? Right. I remember that. Okay, so now nobody remembers that because it never happened. This is before. This is the day of uh, Professor Marx's big presentation to the military guys. Radio telepathy. How come, like, don't, don't you think there's a jerk move what they're doing? Like, they're both talking in the same room. I, I mean, they're probably, like, comics that are like, oh, yeah, we're in the back of the room. No, no one can hear us. <laughs> no, it's not the performance yet. There he is. Hey. Hello, Professor Sigmund? Marks. I mean, Freud. Hello, Sigmund. I mean, Hello, Carl. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Carl. Hello, Trotsky. I mean, Marx. Uh, I mean the USS Beagle. I mean <laughs> Darwin. I mean Sigmund. All right. Oh, look, it, it's Bull from Night Court. It's in Wall. I know all the actors in this movie are like our dads. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, a robot from the future came and took yeah. me to show me what happened. Klaatu appeared. At first, I didn't believe it. A killer robot from the future came. The Terminator? No, it was Cyborg 20. Let's just forget it. It wasn't even anything like Terminator. Well, you know in Cyborg 2087 Genesis, uh, Robot goes back in time and decides not to go to the town, so this never happened. <laughs> are, they, are they wrapping this movie up, really? Yeah. Uh, we still got more time. Uh, once again, they didn't do it right. He should have gone in front yeah. of him and said, gentlemen, it's a failure, whatever, and then he should have given this reason why to Sharon. You know, what are you talking about, cyborgs? Yeah, so, you know, they should have had, like, you know, maybe he should have plateaued it at the end. Like, in the, man, in the day they were to still, like, go into the, the square and say, I am just a humble robot, cyborg from the future. But instead of having this guy give the speech. Right. Anyway, he doesn't tell him about the cyborg or anything. He just says, listen, you guys are going to turn my crap into a weapon somehow. We're not doing it. And the military guys, unlike what they could have done in the plot, were like, damn, shucks, professor. You know, they could have really <laughs> threatened him. But anyway. Oh, my God. That's the power play, giving, dismissing people and then uh, hanging up your coat on the coat rack. <laughs> right. Now I can start my day. Yeah. Told them. Look at the Gordon Gecko. 
<laughs> Inappropriate, Karen, but thank you. Not suitable for work, that hug. <laughs> I watched a movie about that. One time I went to Mexico for work to uh, sell you, I forget the name, Century, whatever. I went to a wireless company down there, and all the girls in Mexico, the women, um, when they say hello, you know, you shake the guy's hands, and the girls get close to you, lean on you, and kiss your cheek. I swear to God, Mike. Huh. Never knew. But, I mean, part of the greeting is the leaning in. I'm serious. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, look there. Finally, I get some work done. Where's that bottle? Now, here's our last scene. It's the same scene we were in with the cops before, and we're going to get, like, uh, Wendell Corey being like, nothing ever happens in this town, and that's supposed to be our big ah-ha-ha moment. Yeah, they're just reading comic books and playing. Right. Oh, they're playing poker again. And five-card draw. Yeah. You see, it says the West. I really don't think it should have. I think it should have been a sci-fi mag, you know? Right. With, with maybe a killer robot on the cover. Right. Exactly. Hogwash. Could have been done. I knew Elvis. I was in his second movie. Wah, wah. Ooh. That's the ending of every X-Files. <laughs> you see how we have a spaceship? Why? We should have some cyborg. Oh, tie it in. Right. Well, maybe that was the, the artist model for the spaceship they built. Right, or maybe it should have been the futuristic yeah. city. Yeah, right. Oh, did you know this was filmed in a studio in Hollywood, Carl? Yes, I did. Absolutely. And just so Excellent you ever card. want to go to that ghost town, too. Um, yeah. Let's see. Here it Next is. Next to the fish farm. <laughs> Harry, Harry Caratino, I think we know. I think I've seen him in this stuff before. Oh, there's Chevy Johnson. Ch yeah. Gosh, Tarnation. How in the heck did you do that? Yeah, all-star cast. They really did. Uh, it's the Bronson Caves, Bronson Canyon, Griffith Park. 4730 oh, yeah. right. Springs Drive in Los Angeles if you ever want to go to the ghost town. It's probably still there. Well, I love it. Yeah. Carl, what did you think of this movie? Cyborg um, 2087 from 1976. It was not good. Uh, I, I think that they could have... Even with their low budget and everything, if they just did a few plot points, they could have really brought out some drama and done it better. But they didn't, and I think they should have spent the money on the cyborg, like, you know, on his chest and everything, and his, his arm. They should have spent the money, I don't know, $500? There, it was a $100,000 budget in 1966. This was intended to be for TV. Uh, they It had oh. a theatrical release. It was... One of nine films that this company made to go on TV, and they all were theatrically released. I think they they just bobbled, the, they t fumbled the football a bunch of times, my opinion. Yeah, 
I could see that. I enjoyed it, you know, like for a bad like mystery science theater type movie. It was actually had a, a pace that was swift enough. It wasn't too corny. Yes. Despite that robot sentiment. You know, <laughs> it, has, address... it was a little maudlin, the robot. Let me address yeah. mystery science theater, okay? Listen, the only okay. similarity we have to that show is we watch a movie. That's all. We don't have puppets. Well, we don't create... have gags. And listen. That whole they're... premise was created. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were the ones that kind of created the genre. I mean, it has been done before. I think uh, Firesign Theater had done some, like, what they would usually do is they would change the dialogue of movie. Like, so they would show a movie with no audio, and then, like, people would improvise dialogue. <laughs> and, you know, TV, TV stations always showed bad movies, so the TV station took the movies from their library, and they talked over the movies, and they right. ripped off of it. So they created that genre. You know, the, if it was already created, they were the big bang. So this whole genre is based off of that show. So I, out of respect, I, you know, we, we go off on tangents. We talk about other things. Our show is, is kind of evolved from, or not evolved, but different enough. And potentially so. So to the point where I don't want to repeat movies that were on the TV show. So if this movie was on the TV show, you know, it, it was a forced error. I didn't expect it. Right, right. Okay, so you're a man of integrity. You are. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's plenty of entertainment, and if the show's already done it, or another show's already done it, mm-hmm. there's plenty of other movies, you know. Okay, I like there the are. I stuff anyway. Yeah. Three. Including next week's movie, Carl. Yes. So, uh, next week's movie, we're going to do a, uh, we're going to try to uh, pander to millennials and do a VHS children's film from 1992. This is a uh, second movie of a trilogy, the Munchies trilogy. Uh, this movie is not Munchies. It is Munchies. Well, singular. M-U-N-C-H-I-E. And it's from 1992. By the way, the third movie was Munchie Strikes Back. <laughs> so uh, we have on YouTube a trailer. So if you type in Munchies 1992, I see Munchie trailer 1992 from Video Detective. Okay. Pause All it. Right. I got my audio up. All okay. right. Go ahead, Carl, if you do us a pleasure. Three, two, one, go. Old Horizons presents. Cage Thompson is the new kid in the neighborhood. His mom's in love with a jerk. I'm going to be eating fun, whether you like it or not. He's not doing so well at his new school. Unless your grades improve enough, I may have to fail you. And his overactive imagination is getting him nothing but trouble. Fire! <laughs> Life's not looking so great for Gage. Sure is dead. To be or not to be? Arriba. Until. Who said that? Me, I did, pal. I'm your new friend. I help. I dazzle. I make better. Roger Corman and New Horizons Home Video bring you the family fantasy adventure Munchies, the all-star sequel to the video blockbuster Munchies. Video blockbuster. Now Munchies come to school. Yeah. With a few class projects, like getting back at the school. Ah! It's a family film of a film that had a Munchie staring up a woman's uh, skirt. Sounds like the guy in War Games. Eddie Deason? 
No, the uh, the other one who was from Canada who was in that movie we saw, Meatballs 3. Yeah, Meatballs 3. Yeah, maybe it is. Hot foot. Lonnie well, he has magic powers. Yeah. Great. And hot feet. Wow, that was a fireball. Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, wow. Laughing. Yeah. Evil cyborg Roland Martin Laughing. Tom DeLuise. That's a good, interesting. He does it. Uh, what's this? Oh, well. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is our movie next week. It's an adorable Munchies uh, hand puppet voiced by Dom DeLuise, <laughs> based on the hard-rated R uh, teen sex comedy. It's the family direct-to-video sequel, Munchies, from 1992. Uh, Carl, any place anyone could see you? Um, are, are your shows canceled now, your in-person shows? Well, no, I did that one in-person show, and that was okay. Uh, there were only 10 people uh-huh. there. 10 people. What kind of a benefit? Oh. How much money did they raise? You know what I mean? Uh, but I don't know. So my open mic, I might go uh, real uh, at the Reserve Club in Elmwood Park, New Jersey. We will see. If so, it'll be next Tuesday. We'll see. Listen, Mike, oh, I was interesting. So are you going to... Doing the yeah. Zoom at the same time. I was thinking about it. Well, that's what I was going to say. All right. Well, I'm there, man, if you need me. Excellent. Excellent. I'll, I'll zoom in your live show. Project you on the wall. I'm, I'm going to be an asshole and wear a mask, though. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you won't get the computer <laughs> virus if you've got your mask on. Oh, I have that McAlfie. All right, well, that sounds good. And, guys, you go to issue.com. That's uh, issue spelled with two U's. You can find Savage Henry Magazine. I wrote for that humor magazine out in Humboldt County, and they have a really weird way to see it online, but it is online. Uh, And then I got nothing uh, going on. The amusement park story. What was that? The amusement park story, right? Isn't that what your article's about? Oh, it's yeah, it's new guidelines for amusement park. Amusement parks reopen with new guidelines. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, it's a part of the social distancing parody issue. Uh, so yeah, check it out. It's a long way to get there, but you'll find it on issue.com. <laughs> to you. Well, that's been the show. I think we ran out of things to say. Yeah, Muni Radio does have a fundraiser going on, and they're trying to raise five thousand dollars before September. This show will definitely be heard before September. If not. Still go to GoFundMe. I'm sure there's a new one. Uh, and uh, yeah, support me new radio and uh, keep listening to our show. That's Thank it. You. That's all. Uh, and that's been the show. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, audience, for the show. Thank you. Let's watch a full length
Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh, duh. Let's watch a full-length Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. With Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. With Mike Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's the name of the show. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Deja vu. I am once again on L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. How apropos. You thought you escaped, yet the status quo remains week after week. You're on L-W-A-F-L-M-O. <laughs> uh, see? Nothing's changed. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch a full-length movie with you, let us. And we want you to listen to the podcast and watch a full-length movie, a feature-length movie, on YouTube at the same time. Yeah. You want more information? The reason why we say the acronym at the start of the show is because that is the official name of our podcast. So if you'd like to subscribe as much as we want you to, go to L-W-A-L-F-M-O-Y-T. Why don't you make it an experience? We stream this show first on mutinyradio.fm. Uh, just go to that website, and you'll be directed to a live feed. You could cut and paste that feed into your streaming service, which is what I do on my podcast app. And you can listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where I'm from, or 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where Carl is from. I'm from. And make it a day. Yeah, well, that's where you're from. And uh, right before the show, of course, is a great show, The Edge of Insanity with Paul Brumbaugh. we just like to promote Paul Brumbaugh's show. We would like to promote Mutiny Radio with a go to Venmo and donate to at Mutiny Radio. We also have a great YouTube channel. Uh, I have to promote it, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl's taken previous movies, previous episodes, sync them up. Yeah. Well worth a watch and a subscription. And we are, of course, on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? Okay, it is not a feature-length movie. It is The Castaways on Gilligan's Island. It's a TV show. Curse you for making me watch this. The Castaways on... <laughs> <laughs> 
Chris V, we haven't even started one second of this uh, hour, this 60, 70 minute long uh, full length movie, feature length. It's going to be a theme. Movie? Uh, the channel we like is MASHFAN72, all one word. So it's, you put in your YouTube search right. and the engine the castaways on gilligan's island it's 1979 you're okay. not that in and it's mash fan 72 hit the pause by the way we hate all mash fans that show's way overrated <laughs> oh do you think that's what they mean 72 probably yeah he was born in 72 his parents made him watch uh gen x television and he's a confused guy <laughs> Oh, by the way, this, this uh, television show, this movie is based on a television show. Uh, I just played the, I just went to the link. So, you know what, I'll, I'll save the speech, but go ahead, type in the Castaways on Gilligan's Island movie, and you'll get to MASHFAN72's page. Click the link, hit pause, move the timer back to 000, which is I am trying to do here in real time at the Mutiny Radio Studio. Right. And once you are ready, we are going to count down, and at the same time, we're going to hit play and we're turning it the castaways on Gilligan's Island at the same time. Uh, so, without further ado, to kick off our countdown, we please welcome the Paul Brumbach. Right, so let's get this started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbach. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Okay, so, let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, Master of the Descending Numerals. The Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome, Mr. Paul Brumba? Alright guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. TV show. Not a movie. TV show. So this is the same original 60s uh, intro, but yep. this is the 79 movie. You see how young they look right so he's, there? But he's older now. Right. Oh, so this is the original. Uh, but the original cast is not in this TV movie, right? There's one got replaced. Ginger got replaced. The rest of them, it's legit. The rest are like, the money's fine. The money's fine. I'll take it. I feel like Russell Johnson's being asked to reprise any 50s sci-fi movies. Here they are. There's the true star, the fucking asshole boat that killed them all. <laughs> so he's older now. Bob Denver. Alan Hale, no longer a junior. Jim Backus, the greatest actor ever. Nellie Schaefer, the says of life. Ooh, also introducing Judith Baldwin as the replacement. Russell Johnson. And good old Don Wells, who probably has the best head on her shoulders from the castaways on Gilligan's Yeah, Island. yeah, she does. Now you let So this TV show was on during the sixties on CBS, but the popularity of the syndication for the next two decades, uh, they started doing new projects on other networks. So this is a there was a cartoon show on NBC, there was mm -hmm. a Gilligan's Planet as well. There was like a seventies cartoon and an eighties cartoon. And then they started making T V movies. Well, you know this, Carl. I made you watch this and research this. Yeah, that's right, and you're nailing it. Um, and what's interesting to me is that this was a show on CBS, and what we're watching right now is on NBC. I bet you there was some scandal. Like, you know, no way are we doing Gilligan's Island again. Fine, I'll go to NBC. Will you just do that then? 
this is our generation Breaking Bad spinoff on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're like, why don't you show it on AMC first? No, no, just that important story about Jesse has to be aired on on Netflix. So important. It's so important to add 90 more minutes of fucking Breaking Bad. Thank I you, Netflix. I enjoyed that, but, but you're right. It was unnecessary. I enjoyed it just because it was nostalgic. Is that the word? It's a little too young to be nostalgic, but... Uh... Yeah, uh, back when the time that show was still on the air. I mean, it was all well acted and well done, but it's just whatever. I don't. It's Netflix is so disposable. I've discovered in in, uh, in quarantine where you go, whoa, there's a new Will Ferrell movie. All right, I'm gonna watch it. I watched it. Now I don't have to ever think about it ever again. Yeah, and, you know what I mean, like quality level. It, but guess, check this out, Mike. This is pretty cool. Uh, my sons are into Breaking Bad. The littlest one, just because the older ones are. They, they don't even, you know, understand yeah, sure. it. But, uh, by the way, full disclosure, one is 20 and one is 18, okay? I'm not raising uh, seven-year-olds watching, uh, you know, uh, crystal meth shows. <laughs> okay, so they insist go to the movie theater and watch this. This was – we saw this in New York and Yonkers on the silver screen. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, this new – what was the new one? El Camino? Is that what it's called? Yeah, right. El Camino. All right. We're missing the movie. We're Which missing is... the movie. Now, what's happening here is they had a tropical storm from the last reunion show. It washed them back onto the island. But now the hurricane made all of the fresh water salt water. Uh, so they have no water to drink. So they're trying to figure a way to dig wells. Right. Oh, Dunwell? <laughs> oh, no. He's stuck on the golf club. Now, listen, I got to tell you, all this whole stuff, it's not funny. It's not funny. Uh, the, the professor getting, uh, you know, the skipper getting bonked in the head, Gilligan saying stupid stuff. Now, the professor's got Are you the saying that you thought it was funny? No, it was not. Yeah, go ahead. The professors got the radio fixed, and now they're learning that they're calling off the search for the Minnow 2 because uh, they're, you know, they just think the castaways are dead. Ho, ho. Oh, that's a bummer way to start. Doing. It's the worst morning show ever. <laughs> now, Gilligan is the one that got them shipwrecked a second time, of course, so they're all giving them shit right now. Yeah. So the Minnow 2, so the first TV movie, they – left the island and they left on a newly christened minnow too and then the same thing happened as the minnow one exactly right they got blown back okay so now gilligan's moping around but he's discovered something this show is so stupid mike curse you curse you <laughs> he's found a propeller uh -oh. okay and an engine oh great gosh propeller <laughs> could it be a plane It's a tit. Oh, it's not. It's an extra. Ooh. <laughs> I thought it'd be something extraordinary, but it's just a plane. It's a tit. Now, wow. Now, did they not find this three years on the island? You know. Well, no, no, no. It landed the three hours trip to take to go back to civilization on the Minnow Two. That during that time span, the well, I guess you're right. Yeah, three seasons. 
He never knew there was a fucking plane on the island. Right. It was he's right now the professor's like it was overgrown by the jungle. Russell Simmons, uh, Russell Simmons, Russell uh, Johnson, yeah. the professor, he's like my favorite. Oh, okay. he's in a lot of B-movies. Did you yeah. know that he was a serious-ass pilot in uh, World War II? Interesting. Yeah. This must be easy. This must be therapy, being a billion island. Experience <laughs> the horrors of World War II and then exactly. spend your career, uh, you know. But it really was it hard because he was shot down. They were doing like this low-level bombing strafing run against Japanese military targets in the Philippines. And they got shot down. And Johnson broke both of his ankles. Um, he flew 44 wow. combat missions in the Pacific Theater during World War II as a bombardier. He wasn't the pilot. A bombardier Whoa. in a B B-25. Now, honestly, doesn't he look like my late father after a couple of drinks? <laughs> Back when my dad had hair. But with better hair, I was thinking that. Yeah, better hair. Yeah, absolutely. With hair. Let's, let's be honest. Oh, Gilligan's back on the grass. On every chance he gets, Bob Denver. He was uh, – so Gilligan, do you remember during the 90s he got arrested for smoking pot or prostitution or something like that? I think it was pot. So ridiculous. Well, he's Gilligan. He's Dobie Gillis's pal. He's the far-out space nut. He's fucking yeah. Gilligan himself. He's the, he's the man of joint. Fuck now look, he finds a machine gun. Look what I found. Ah! I it's so not funny. <laughs> oh, no, you shot Ginger 2. Time to call it Ginger 3. Yeah, we got to call Ginger 3. Do you remember the sea song in the first episode? It was like... The it was Gilligan, the skipper, too, and the rest. Yeah, that's right. No, no, they named everyone, but like Marianne. They didn't credit Professor Marianne, Marianne. and the rest. Right. Yeah, they didn't have time. She's going mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest? And then she she goes, "What do you know? It's just your opinion." I love it. I, I told it much. Finally, jokes written by old. <laughs> you told it much better. I was going to say, jokes written by old Jewish writers sound better uh, spoken by old Jews. This was 